Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week, uh, we are doing 2005's Guess Who? Yep. Uh, a, lo- <laughs> a loose remake of 1967's Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? You know, a real table turn. Uh, <laughs> a turning of the tables. <laughs> Directed by Kevin Rodney Sullivan, most known for directing... Barbershop 2 and How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Yep. And and I am I do not like Barbershop 2. I like Barbershop 1 and 3. And here I am admitting on the podcast like a terrible black person. I've never seen How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Mostly because it just always seemed like something that I should sit down and watch when I'm older. Like Under the Tuscan Sun. And it I just have not felt old enough to watch how Stella got I her groove back. I feel incredibly white because I have not seen how Stella got her groove back, but I have seen under the Tuscan Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my whiteness is showing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, you know, I've watched a lot of auntie movies. How Stella got her groove back is one of those movies that I'm actually saving for when I turn 30. Like I just want to sit down like as a 30 year old woman and just enjoy this film that I have never seen. I have like successfully avoided it my entire life. I I like that you're saving it. Like it's it's like almost a religious, right? Like that, that's, I think that's nice. Cause regardless of how you feel about it, it'll be a treat. It will be because, you know, I love Angela Bassett. Um, I'm pretty sure Whoopi's in there. I, you know, and Whoopi's fun on on film. I love Whoopi on film. Whoopi as a person, different opinion. Um, <laughs> I love Whoopi on film. Whoopi she on is, film. What a she delight. Is so delightful. Uh, what, a, what a dream. And uh, it also is weird because, like, I already know, like, basically, do you, I don't know if you know this story of how Stella got a groove back is actually based on what Terry McMillan's, like, love story of, like, going to Jamaica and, like, finding a younger man and bringing him back. And then that younger man ended up swindling her <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i didn't i'm learning all of this on the podcast that's how that's, Today that's how that story ended so it's wow. just like you know you know don't go to foreign countries and be like you know just like it's i mean i there's, don't know there's it's, definitely it's, a thing about like def- americans like sex tourism and it's like yeah. it's weird because like you know we're you know black jamaica like we're te- we're all part of the diaspora but like you roll up in my homeland and you just pick up a man and like i'm just saying like you don't know what he needs <laughs> you, you don't know <laughs> yeah you assume that there's no uh you know other <laughs> intentions beyond love um, it's just like you can't mm, there's some western privilege there there's some yeah no a little bit a little bit a little bit <laughs> i mean i'm sure i'm i think that terry mcmillan is great like she a lot of her writing is responsible for kind of like taking black women seriously in terms of like romance like she is the black woman romance person and there are so many like white counterparts to that and when too I, many, I might, I might say. So many. <laughs> too um, many. <laughs> and what, I mean, and, and guess who is honestly a great example of, like, the frustration with this? Because it's, it had an opportunity to make the story, because make the story about the woman, and, and, it, and it, 
it's not really about her. It's just about no. like Ashton Kutcher. And it's really a shame because it gets way more like a bromance movie to me. It's a very much a bromance movie. And it's very like frustrating. Like guess who's coming to dinner. I'm sorry if I'm going to upset anybody on the podcast. I don't like that movie. Um, it's basically just like a 36 year old man, uh, meeting the parents of his 23 year old fiance and everybody kind of talking about this child like she's a child and then she acts like a child and then it just seems like all of these adults are discussing her and it's like the actress who played the character it was her first movie she was 22 years old she was playing somebody a year older than she oh was oh my gosh and like Sidney Portier was 40 and he was playing a 36 year old and it just felt like and he's like talking to Spencer Tracy and that was Spencer Tracy's last film and you know Catherine Hepburn of course was like an older person and it just felt like all of these grown ass motherfuckers discussing this child it's like it feels like almost like it's so paternal they're just talking about the dowry it's like that's, so that's kind of the vibe it's is, so wild look it's like every will you be able to finish raising her for us like it's, can we trust you to do that it's so wild because like there's so much about guess who's coming to dinner that's like not good the age gap is not taken seriously enough in my opinion even yeah. for a movie from 1967 like i feel like by 1967 we were asking questions there about were, age questions gaps at this there. point like, like, like this isn't it was not the 40s it might like, have, it, yeah it might not have been something that was interrogated maybe with the rigor that it is now but right. it yeah i definitely would agree at that point people are writing essays women are writing essays it's um, and and it's just there there is no point in which this 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 young woman exhibits any behavior that makes it seem like she is prepared to be married and the fact that it's so much of it's like this like racial connotation is really kind of upsetting because i would say the bigger issue is that this this grown man met this grown man who is divorced like this is like a person this is a grown man or i don't know if he's divorced or a widower but he has been married yeah yeah and it's weird that i and don't honestly, remember that. either of those either of those those he's are so, very formative this is like a, this is a girl who has never been with anyone when when you find out that like he wants to marry her you figure out that they haven't even had sex like yeah that's she, very heavily implied in the tone yeah, no, he basically says it. Like, she was like, oh, I wanted to do it, and he didn't, which is what also made me think about Twilight. Just, like, Bella desperately wanting to have sex yes. with Edward, and then Edward being like, it's very no, much I'm like hundreds teen, of years old. It's very much like a teen girl vibe of, like, oh, like, I want to make love, you know? And then the man being all paternal and, like, oh, you don't know what it is. You're not ready it's for just, the intensity. And it's just, like, this man is, like, uh, like an award-winning doctor, and this girl is just a girl at college. And I'm just, like, I'm supposed to be, like, wow, I love this unity of this imbalanced relationship. <laughs> this is really helping uh, So racism. fantastic. <laughs> I love it. And I know that it's from 67, but you know what? By 67, you know, especially with Catherine Hepburn in it, Catherine Hepburn kind of created the liberated woman character as we know it she was the model of the Meryl Streep's and all of that so it's weird watching her in this movie like give her child away <laughs> it's just yeah. like we're not gonna it's like absolutely and there's also and there's this I mean especially <laughs> since it is so about like you know 
this interracial relationship, the the infantilizing of white women is a big issue. It's so creepy. And it's so, so creepy I the way like that everyone talks about this child. Yeah, it's like this infantilizing. <laughs> it's like this horrible combination of like the privilege that lets white women get away with being monsters without being called monsters. Right. Um, compare like combined with this uh benevolent sexism that's very much you know you're a precious delicate little girl and it's gross it's gross and and i think it's grosser that they frame it that way when she is with a black man because then there's also this racialized yeah um dynamic of like how america considers black men men when they're still children and then black women and then white women are like never adults yeah it's just you know or like we're children and then we're like horrible shrews it's (laughs) wild like it's just a lot (laughs) and before we move on to the movie that's actually at hand i also want to say that (laughs) us us on our study avoidance i I have so much issue okay i'm just saying guess who's coming to dinner i want to make it clear it is a very flawed film in so many ways like um we have the 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 actress who went on to play Weezy Jefferson, who plays the housekeeper, mad at this black man for having the gall to date the white woman that she raised, and then also just like doesn't believe that he's a doctor, just keeps on acting like he's lying about being a doctor, even after they like call in, like Spencer Tracy calls in, gets his credentials and everything, and Spencer Tracy's like, no, he's a really impressive doctor. And Wheezy Jefferson is like, nah, he lying. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird to write her that way. Yeah. This major black woman character in this movie who, like, doesn't like the facts, like, doesn't like equality. Like, there's a point where she's just like, you know, civil rights is one thing, but this is a whole other thing. And I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, that's pretty gross like internalized racism right into her character it's so and you can tell that the like, character was all just like written by like white people and also Sidney Poitier who loved the white women I'm sorry he is where the white woman at like he is that like so it's yeah. also just like he like almost like allowed like black women in the movie to be portrayed badly well, to the like showrunners do are like, this like they're like we don't even know how to handle a, a white woman and a black man so the the black woman is really getting screwed by this writing it's, like this is it's so yeah. bad and also 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 last thing the speech that he gives to his dad where it's just like i don't owe you shit i don't owe the old generation shit you did what you did and like i don't consider myself a black man i consider myself a man just cussing out his dad i'm sorry i do not believe in hitting your kids that man should have put Sidney Poitier over his knee over his knee I was so upset yeah <laughs> I was so mad that is such a disrespectful thing like I'm so mad that Sidney Poitier has never gotten on a stage and been like I'm so sorry for that speech that I gave and guess who's coming to dinner never seen like and I left the Baptist church but I got so Baptist while watching that I was like excuse me you do not <laughs> speak to your black elders like that like what is wrong with you oh my god i hate (laughs) it so much anyway guess who is a bad movie for different reasons (laughs) yes yes absolutely it's um i mean off off the top it's a waste of some great talent it's Um, a a total waste in some ways that's the greatest and the least of its offense (laughs) at one time i mean i love bernie mac um, I really enjoy Judith Scott. Um, I think she's really great. Oh yeah, she's she's great. I think Kelly Stewart is funny. And oh my god, I feel yeah. like she did a great job with she her did. role. Um, 
And I felt bad for Hal Williams, honestly. I did not, I didn't, you know, I, I will, I'm just going to be straight up honest. I don't really feel bad for Ashton Kutcher and I don't really feel bad for Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Ironically, given the fact that they are the main characters, they are the couple, I feel bad for the other actors more than them. Oh yeah, no, I feel bad for all of the actors involved because like, it's just... <sighs> this movie does not need to be like this why is it like this i what happened it's there's (laughs) it's like so okay it feels like um the comedy is all thrown at the wrong spots yeah. Like it's not even that this premise couldn't be funny and like actually like a way that doesn't feel cringy or hack. It's just that the comedy is all thrown at the wrong punchlines. That's that's one of my mini takes. There is a <laughs> lot there's a lot wrong here. Like it's the B2K jokes really don't work and they also really date the movie because if I most people don't know who B2K is anymore. And don't say me because no, I was, I was there. I bought the VHS tape of B2K at the house of blues where it's just like girls crying. Right. Just like being, I was into B2K. I was in it. I had all the albums, even the remix album that they released. I had it, but the idea that anyone aside from me as in like black women ages, I'm 26, but I would say black women ages 28 and under care about B2K. And yeah. and we are the only group that does. Yeah. And it just does not make sense. The bump, bump, bump jokes, which there are multiple. I mean, I did love those. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. Um, I also appreciated those, but I also agree. It's such a specific reference to keep making. Like the only um, way that it could have been worse is if they talked about the other boy group from that time that I, that like only black girls were obsessed with. Like if there was like a pretty Ricky joke, it would be so niche that I would almost be happy about it. Yeah, because you would be like, like, this was a choice. Like, this was a a very active choice um, and not just something that happened. But it was just like, oh, B2K is a big deal. So let's add B2K. Let's And also just like not even good B2K songs like bump, bump, bump. Like, if you're going to talk about B2K, let's talk about Gots to Be, which is actually a love song. And like the whole thing with Bernie Mac is that like he's, you know, doing there's like doing the thing that like uh, middle upper middle class couples do and rich couples do where they renew their vows. I don't fucking understand it. Um, (laughs) That just seems like rich people shit to me. Yeah. they're renewing their vows and like Judas Scott is just like, I need you to say something good. And he's just like very nervous. It's weird that he's nervous because it's like, they're already married. Like what's she going to do? Like, yeah, they're she's married 25 be- years. Like, she's, she's already <laughs> putting up with you. Like, she's already put up with you this long. Like, I don't like, think she's really, going to leave you now. Like this marriage is too big to fail. Like just write a speech, <laughs> you know? But <laughs> like, it's wild to me that like out of all the B2K songs that keep on coming up, there's like, it, it's bump, bump, bump when there's like, Gots to be. Gots to be is right there. And that's how you know that the people that wrote this didn't really even know much about B2K. They were just like, they are big. They like pulled up the top 40 and were like, let's pick an artist and a song to make jokes off. I mean, I've done that as a writing exercise before, but not a movie. (laughs) Did not make it into a movie. Yeah, Yeah. like I I almost wanna (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you want to? Uh, I'm looking at the lyrics to Gots to Be. Yeah. And it's just like, it's it's corny, but it could have worked. It's like, it's like, Gots to be the one that makes you sad. Gots to be the one you never had. Gots to be the one that you want so damn bad. Gotta be, gotta be, gotta be your everything. And it's just like, okay, like that could have been it. We could have <laughs> just done it. Right. I hope you appreciate my musical style. I really liked it. <laughs> I hope you sing more of the podcast. <laughs> really uh, about it. Um, But yeah, and so it's like, there's that. Um... And then um, Ashton Kutcher has lost his job. He loses his job at the beginning of the movie. And he also has to go um, meet her parents during this whole renewing vows thing. And then they're supposed to announce their engagement during this renewing vows thing, which I feel like is such that a is white fucking such, thing to do. Why are you taking up all this oxygen? A bad move. And it's <laughs> weird that it's Zoe Saldana's idea. Like, that makes it even weirder because it's her parents renewing their vows. Like, and why I are you trying like, to take up space? Yeah, and she's shit. just like, oh, no they'll be so excited like no it's gonna you know and it's relevant because it's them talking about their marriage and us getting married and i'm just like everybody knows that you don't make someone else's event about you no that's like that's like relationship 101 (laughs) like let alone your parents about your relationship with your fiance that they don't even know yet like and and as the whole movie explores they don't necessarily like um yeah, that that's a mm-mm. yeah no. no, it's it's a mess. And what really made me mad is that it's only the movie saves the reveal for why he well he doesn't get fired he quits. But the reason why he does it you don't find out until the end. And it's supposed to be this big reveal about how much of a good guy he is. It's like this reveal yeah. holds so much, and it doesn't really need to because the reveal is that he quits because his boss has some critical things to say about him marrying a black woman, which is also just like some white shit to me, not just the racism, but because why would you tell your boss who you're marrying? I don't tell any of my bosses anything about yeah, myself. Like that that's felt, so strange. That felt um extra white bro to me, like like specific like he's like a kind of a finance bro. I'm like, yeah, you guys go out to happy hours all the time on yeah. the clock. Like that's and just like thing. talk about your shit and shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, it's like, obviously there's a bunch of racism in that industry, but yeah. it's weird that the boss is so overt. I don't know. No, it's very weird. I, I like felt, I, I felt like that was a little heavy handed and I felt like the racism would have come through differently. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel. Like I don't feel at all that it would be a situation where he'd be like oh yeah you know you shouldn't marry a black woman that's not gonna look good for the partners or whatever because like i feel like no one would say that and i also feel like it wouldn't look bad for the partners like i feel like what would happen is is that he'd bring his black wife in and then everybody would say dumb shit but i don't feel like anybody would that's exactly what block him from marrying her that's such a weird thing yeah that doesn't feel that also makes it feel more like it's referencing the 60s version you know because right um yeah i agree because i thought about it and i was like yeah i think that if anything his boss and coworkers would be racist by trying really hard and saying ignorant stuff and like talking about like how like cute their babies would be and like all that other weird dumb white shit but yeah the idea and especially because like it's not just like it's zoe saldana like it i I feel like this is this is gonna be tough but let's talk about zoe saldana for a second all right if we are talking about an example of 
a black woman that other white people wouldn't approve of. Zoe Saldana is not the person that I would choose for that yeah. role at all. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. She's Zoe Saldana. She's already like part, like she's part Puerto Rican and Dominican. And Puerto Ricans are like often white. Right. So I'm hard pressed to like, there's a reason. There's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm she's, just, she's, she's also just like, she also a very, like, doesn't she, seem like she could ever be the child of Bernie Mac. Like she looks like she could be Judith Scott's child, but not yes, Bernie Mac. She does. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, she does. And, and she doesn't really look related to Kelly Stewart either. Not at all. Um, yeah, she, I mean, she's got a very, um, not shy at all, but just like a very kind of uh, girly demeanor. I don't know how to say it. Like she's, just a very she doesn't like, she doesn't take up a lot of space. She doesn't take up a lot of space. She's literally a very tiny woman. She's very small. Um, and uh, is very yeah. I I mean that would be different. Like it's just weird. Like like I've seen like I've had problems with like partners that are white, and it'd be like um you know, but it was also just like. I'm a I'm a thick person. I also like have like I don't have straight hair. You know, there are things about me that like people associate more with uh you know, the kind of stereotyp the stereotypical blackness that someone would, you know, t- and it's just like that like um somebody would like the have in a, a racist work about. work setting. Yeah, they're right, likely exactly. to say something whereas Zoe Saldana's presentation um there's aspects of it that kind of also a lot of white women <laughs> that are acceptable in those situations also right. present. Like, I don't, I don't want to say anything. No, like this. I mean, it's just like Zoe Saldana. Um, she's just not like, it's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of guess who's coming to dinner in the sense that like, if a, if parents are going to be upset about like a black like your their white daughter being with a black man, Sydney Poitier just seems like the last person yeah that anyone would have an issue right. with. Like it would make more sense if it was like someone else like I don't know like Paul Robeson who was a communist. Right. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> like, Somebody not not like oh, like an like an upper middle class doctor, like yeah, like a political radical. Yeah, or like like a, like a Malcolm somebody X. Somebody who's gonna call out their shit. Like Sydney <laughs> Port- Sydney Portier is not gonna call out any shit. I mean, he's in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which I think is very exemplary of like what where, his politics where he was are. At, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. How he viewed his experience in the world and what it meant. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, a lot of radicals also really like rejected Sidney Poitier because of how he portrayed himself on screen because he was so like subservient and it also just felt like he was trying so hard to be accepted by white people in almost like every role that he was in. Yeah, like there is a respectability politic too that he was abiding by. Yeah, and it's just like Zoe Saldana. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there was a bolder choice that could have been made. Yeah, I mean, even if you swapped her with Kelly Stewart, like you know, like yeah, um, just like somebody who 
feels like they would actually say something. Somebody who seems like, like they would if rock there was the a boat. Party, like there they would, would be a actually concern. they would actually call out the white boss on right, something exactly. and they would just be like, What are you talking about? Like Because like essentially like a lot of the issues that people have with black women is based on feeling threatened by them. And of course, you know, that feeling threatened is an inherent thing. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter how you look, people will feel threatened by you whether you're black at all. But I do think that, like, because of how the way that Zoe Saldana presents herself on screen and, like, also in interviews, um, there's just really nothing intimidating about her. And yeah. the thing about comedy is that you want to heighten everything. Like, right. So th- there was an opportunity here to choose somebody like Regina Hall, who could really be loud and, like, stir some shit. Yes. You know? Regina Hall would have been amazing. Yeah, she would have been, been so fun. Um, yeah, because it's also like, and this made me feel weird. Like the movie really makes Bernie Mac look bad. This movie, yeah, like, that's what bums me out. Is that I mean, Ashton does some really. There's a few scenes where I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. The no. the black the black jokes at the dinner table. No, yeah, that scene. I, I was, could I could not watch that, it. That scene, I was like, oh yeah, no this this guy needs to go like zoe needs like why is she not mad like like that was a scene where i was like not Bernie's even, right not even because he told the jokes but because he knew the jokes at all right yeah <laughs> he knew the jokes he remembered them and he was kind of laughing at them you know like he yeah. was like oh oh okay it's fine like and it did show that his head was not he is not someone who is critically thinking about anything yeah exactly <laughs> like that was what i got from it is he's like oh i'm into this woman um, she's cute. I guess she's black. Um, and that was like kind of it. Oh my god! Him. Yeah, you could also you could honestly rename this. I guess she's black. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly what his whole vibe felt that's like. His, his whole vibe because he would make jokes and stuff. And I think you know for Bernie, because like I don't think Judith Scott liked Ashton. I think she was just kind of like my daughter's a grown ass woman and she's gonna make her decisions. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. And get I also any felt like indication. Judith Scott was kind of like men aren't shit. I'm with you. You're a black man and I'm tired. So like whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I love <laughs> that Judith was Scott. like very honestly, much the vibe I got from her. She's like you're all annoying. <laughs> honestly, the best part in the movie is when she goes off to be with the women and then it's like her and Niecy Nash and I think Sherry Shepard's in there yeah, and I'm yeah. just like man. Man, this shit is awesome. I Why can't to... we watch this no, movie? No, exactly. I was like, this is exactly <laughs> this. That was like the scene. I was like, I just want to like sit and watch this scene and like just bask in these women <laughs> because they're so funny. And then, oh my god, the part where the man comes in and he's just. Like <laughs> It's so good. He just comes in and he's just like trying to like get his masculinity back. He's like, this is my house. Yeah. I'm in charge. And he's, and he, but he knows he's not. He knows that he he's knows not. He's, he's not. Like, he so just like obvious. pours her a cocktail. Yeah. It's just he's like, like, so uh, how do I uh, get back in here? <laughs> so good. It's, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. I'm trying to think who played that character. I think it was Richard Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes it is richard lawson i'm looking right now yeah, yeah yeah richard lawson who is now married to beyonce's mother what a life what a what a king honestly what? yeah <laughs> like really crushing it <laughs> pretty amazing yeah <laughs> um so yeah a lot of this movie is just like um Ashton Kutcher making Bernie Mac look bad because Bernie Mac in this role has to, <laughs> he's doing so much like Bernie Mac, like it, 
it seems like his issue with Ashton is less that he's white and more that he's small. Yeah, it's it's a lot more about like his ideas of masculinity yeah. than like Ashton's whiteness. But of course, because the premise of the movie is that it's yeah. like slapped on there. Um, yeah, but it really just seems like masculine man versus man that he doesn't think is masculine. Which it, is funny because like <laughs> Ashton is still like, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have a job, but he's been a man who's making a lot of money. He yeah. has a square jaw. This is not like, this yeah. is not um, Michael Sarah, you know? Like, so it's also f- weird to me that like, like Ashton's not small. He's like six feet tall. So it's weird to me that that's also a thing. I get that it's about sports and whatnot, but he's, there's so many like white dude actors that would embody the like, um, oh my God. Could you y- imagine you know if it I was mean? like, like Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Like a guy who really doesn't, um, like fit the you know quote unquote like i guess alpha you know trope but like ashton is kind of alpha just because he has like a square jaw and he's tall yeah i mean they they try to make him look kind of unassuming by having this is one of the few movies where he has a really short haircut which like really confused me it it does make him look more like a little boy yeah he just looks like a tall child a little bit yeah i mean i think the casting is just like really bad like yeah like like if it was regina hall and like like can you imagine if we just recast this and it was like regina hall and then like what white guy that could actually seem shrimpy can we cast you know somebody who actually seems like he'd be like a hipster white guy you know in the way that bernie mac would dislike because i'm like ashton's actually a bro like yeah exactly like yeah this is this is kind of tough i'm trying to think uh i mean it's also hard because obviously this movie was made you know a decade ago so i'm thinking of people now and but uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking up because no, this is way more fun than talking about the Absolutely. movie. Absolutely, <laughs> it's way more fun to recast because like, reimagine because these, these hijinks, like it, like oh my god, I've got it's so extra, it's so extra. I just hate it. <laughs> so much, like, it's just so, stu- so stupid. Um, uh, okay, okay, okay. I got it. You got I got it? it. I got it. Okay, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Oh, that's, oh my gosh. That's perfect. That's perfect. Cause he's yeah. also a rom-com like, yeah. Like, Cause it also has to be someone that you, um, feel like the female lead would be into. Like it can't be completely random. Mm-hmm. He's perfect for that. Yeah. 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 I mean, there'd be also like an age difference too. So it would be like, well, why are you bringing this young white boy in here? Yeah. Like, what do you want? And I'm just like, no, that would be an amazing movie. Yes. That would be an amazing, because it's also <laughs> kind of this thing with, with uh, Bernie and Ashton is where with the masculinity, it's like, you know, you got to be a man in this way that I approve of. But like Zoe Saldana's character, like she's definitely got her own stuff going, but she, it still feels like they play by very basic gender roles. So it's also weird that that's a thing. And I think that if the casting was different, um, that could play into it too, where it's like, I need someone to take care of my daughter, you know? And it's like, well, Ashton's character is, shitty and like not super responsible in a lot of ways but he also is the type to be like i will take care of you and like i got my truck like he has access to money is what i'm saying right exactly (laughs) yeah it's interesting because i mean the few things i mean the one thing that 
improves on the original film is that I do believe that these two would be in a couple. These two corny, annoying yes. people no, <laughs> would that's be together. The, the funny thing is, like, they don't feel like the right casting for this movie to really work and be funny, but they do like they do use the script and feel like they have chemistry in the way that they could. Like you believe that they have crushes on each other. Yeah. It's also just like they're, it's so hard to believe that there would be much conflict in their relationship at all. Like the, even like the scenes where they're fighting, I'm just like, come on guys. Like y'all just want to smoke a blunt together. Like why are we playing this? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Like they're very like, they act very honeymoon phase, you know, like they just got engaged and they were like, Oh, Hey, like they're very playful and, um, it's corny, but it is one of the more believable aspects of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, it almost makes it seem like Bernie Mac just doesn't know that his daughter is a cornball. Because, like, of course, like, a cornball would also bring home a cornball. Like, it makes sense to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's really funny. That's a funny take, is this movie is just Bernie Mac realizing his daughter is corny. Yes! I mean, that's really what it is, because, like, his... Because, like, the sister is cool, Judith Scott is cool, Bernie Mac is... I guess we should talk about Bernie Mac. His whole thing in this movie is, uh, uh, I wish my daughter was with a tall, but also upwardly mobile man named Jamal. <laughs> yeah, he wants a Howard graduate. He says that. A Howard graduate. Like he wants a he wants like a he, he has wa- a very specific like a very specific image. This is not just I want my daughter to be with a black man. This is like a man he has created in his head, which like, really adds to the romantic aspect of this. I'm like, you have a crush on Jamal. It's, like, yeah, you have a crush on this imaginary Jamal. It kind of like he I think he wanted like his daughter to be with like Winston Duke and us. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Now I'm thinking about him. That's exact because he has Why like he, 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 has, he has like the Howard <laughs> he has like the Howard sweatshirt and yeah, he's just and he's like, like a, he's he's and he's like goofy, rich but he's and he's like a dork yeah. and he's a family man and he's like very yeah. hot and thinking about him in those shorts. Anyways, oh yeah, no, he looks fantastic. His thighs would just save lives. Oh really yeah, like. absolutely. Uh, yeah, but no, I mean that's what he wants. Like he wants. It's almost like he wants his daughter to be with like a man that like he'd want to fuck. Well, yeah, it feels like it's it's like it almost I mean, if we're going to get into like Freud stuff, like it almost feels like he wants he's creating an image of who he wishes he was, you know? Yes. Um, Like the best aspects of himself with some other aspects he doesn't feel he possesses. And that's what he wants his daughter to be with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, And she's just, you know, out here. She's in another generation. Um, and she's uh, doing this whole thing when she does the whole joke, which is which I remember it being in the trailer. The whole like, oh my god, you're white. Stop the car! Like I just felt like this is an asshole. <laughs> like <laughs> leave this cabbie alone. <laughs> I know, I know. The cab driver is just like uh, leave, leave. You know, respected comedian Mike Epps alone. Right. <laughs> it's so weird to see Mike Epps just play this cab driver and then never come back. <laughs> Yeah, and he's funny. He's he funny is. Yeah, driver. he's really cool. Yeah, it is also weird that, um, like, I do think it's weird that she doesn't tell her parents that he's white. <laughs> because like, it's even not, if it's, it's not, not, a, it's not ha- that it needs to be a big conversation, I just feel like if you're dating someone and they're coming home, 
like your family will have seen a photo of them even it's 2005 to say that you're with a white man basic like i don't know it's i had crushes on skate white skater boys in 2005 like it wasn't like new it wasn't a new thing it just feels yeah exactly it just feels (laughs) like very weird to to for your family to not know like who you're with, like what their race is or what they look like or anything. It's not like you're like, here's their DNA sample. But like, like, yeah, I don't know that. that it's like, I mean, it's like, like a, a huge crux of the plot. And I just felt like that was very weird. It's so weird. And then there's like, there's so much drama. Like, why didn't you tell your parents that I was white? It's just like, of it's course just like they don't care. And it's like, obviously they do. Like, it's also funny too, because Zoe Zaldana is married to a white man in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, what are we even doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, just the fact that Zoe Saldana and Bernie Mac could like be in the same universe is very funny to it's me. It's very like, funny. They just don't... like them interacting. I'm just like, you don't know that man. It's and he don't really... know you. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it feels like Bernie Mac is like a comedian that she would like feel embarrassed. Zoe like, Saldana she would, she wouldn't would, go to a Bernie like, Mac. If she was at a Bernie Mac show, she would like like not pearl clutch because she doesn't seem pearl clutchy but like like she would like get embarrassed by how like crass the humor could be or something you know oh like my that's, God. that's kind of the vibe so it's very like it's so bizarre it's so weird just trying to imagine zoe saldana like what if tiffany haddish Bernie was in this Mac. movie instead oh my god like that would be perfect right yes. tiffany haddish and joseph gordon love that, that i think that's actually better than regina hall oh my god yeah no that would also be yeah. fantastic yeah it's just so just, i just can't imagine like it's like i don't like, like, has Zoe Saldana seen the Kings of Comedy? Like, has she? I don't believe it. I really don't. Like, I watched the Kings of Comedy as a child. Like, I've known who Bernie Mac is my entire life. She interacts with Bernie Mac like she does not know that it is Bernie Mac. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like this is like, and it's so annoying too because like Bernie Mac was such a funny man. Rest in peace. And the humor that he does in this movie is like so like Fred Flintstone. Like, it really it's so is Fred boring. Flintstone. It's really boring. It's really predictable. You already know all the punchlines after the first five minutes. It's of like the movie. why don't you do- know any sports? And then he walks in when he's Ashton Kutcher is wearing the lingerie, and it's like oh he's too feminine. And then there's the whole like you're not gonna defile my daughter Zoe Saldana who looks like thirty. You defi- she has sex. Like it's so weird. And then yeah, no, that's really creepy like then, talking like, about like can you uh no i don't even want to go there yeah it's just gross and then like him sleeping in the bed with ashton i'm just like i just was sitting here just like man okay i'm gonna admit something and you can <laughs> okay. make fun of me okay i kind of enjoyed the scene where they're in the car and all the songs come on <laughs> um, <laughs> like when they're riding in the car and like a bernie mag is taking ashton to a hotel and then all these songs about race come on and they're it's... really awkward that was one of the only bits that i felt like was successful and even though like you knew what was gonna happen like after the first song i was still like this is f- silly <laughs> no yeah the, the the songs were great like yeah. it was like and it I was, was just like, like this the, is a bit that i like i think this is funny it was like all the while it was just like she was black as night yeah and, was <laughs> and then like and then like just and part of it was bernie mac's facial expressions were so good like and like ashton definitely did a good job at being the uncomfortable white guy <laughs> Like those, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That was that was a good gag. Um, what's not a good gag is oh boy. the dinner table scene. I am like 
legitimately clenching my butthole right like, now. That's not, how that scene I'm makes not me even going to tell the jokes. I just know no, that like, no, 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 no. The, one of the jokes, the punchline is AfroTurf. Okay. That's all we need to say. And one of them, like, one of the punchlines is ever try to take a rib away from a black man? And everybody laughs. Everyone laughs for some reason. And then the joke that no one laughs at is like, uh, <laughs> I didn't even remember the, the setup. Um, uh, what are what are three things a black man can't get, I believe, is, is, is the joke. And it says, a black eye, a fat lip, and a job. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could not believe it i was so stressed out during that scene because like i remembered that this scene was like the most racist part of the movie it's so bad um it's such a bad and, scene but i didn't remember like the actual jokes so then when it came on i was just like Ugh. um and it's like and he does pull he pulls a very like white guy you're dating move where he's like what i'm like people were laughing i don't get it uh, it, I, uh, uh, what the hell? Like it, it, um, it made me more uncomfortable than that scene. Cause there are a few scenes in some of these movies where I'll just like turn and leave the room or like, I'll yeah. just like be like, Kyle, you have to watch this for me. Yeah. And you're it was covering like, this moment for it, me. It reminded me of the, um, in the, in the fam, the family stone part where like in the family stone where, where, um, where Sarah Jessica Parker is talking about like how hard it would be for like a child to be gay and like why wouldn't you oh want your my child gosh. to be like yeah yes. it was now just, that scene is oh uh, yeah it and reminded it's something me about of that. these like cringy dinner part like these dinner table scenes where people just step in it that I oh it just sends shivers into my soul um yeah and uh, you know so much of this movie is just like I honestly, and it's really sad. Like, and I feel this way about Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, too, where it's like, yeah, this white woman is with you, but, like, does she really understand blackness? No. Um, guess Who is the same thing. It's like, yeah, this white man is with you, but does he really understand blackness? No. Like, he doesn't. Yeah, he and he doesn't legitimately doesn't. Like, he... It seems, like, based on what's presented in this movie, it seems like she probably doesn't feel comfortable to talk about it to him. No, they don't talk about race at all. And she doesn't want to. And mm -hmm. he is just, like, cocky and goofy enough that he wouldn't listen anyways. Yep. And it's yep. a very much like a colorblind kind of thing, you know? Yep. Um, and it's just... Yeah, and it was <sighs> also just, like, if you wanted to make this movie about, like, you know, oh, what if my... It would be actually interesting if if Ashton Kutcher was like, you know, because so much of this stuff is like about gender roles and like Bernie Mac's like the man and he's got the suspenders and it's like, OK, but it's not like he's like Ezra Miller, like Ezra Miller would be like that would yeah. that would be an adjustment. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's like it's it's Ashton Kutcher. He's just pale. Like he's just really he's pale. just white. He's yeah. just like a little white. And then they just, they have this, like, little bromance, too. And it just, like, it was kind of like with Top Gun and Footloose where I'm just like, just fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they, because it, it does feel like there's way more <laughs> Which I feel like, I know that Bernie, Bernie Mac would never do that, but, like, also it would just be, it would be amazing just because he would never do that. <laughs> and, and, I mean, speaking of that, there's this whole, like, um, 
ongoing gay joke about uh is it robert curtis brown Ray, who plays like this friend who like is helping them with their outfits for the party and oh yeah like, he's a, a metrosexual yeah yeah which also really did the movie because like that yeah, word was like a thing for like two years yeah it was not <laughs> yeah it was just a whole thing where like bernie mac kept on being like uh oh, you're with a woman and it's just like dude like did we yeah, it's Was a weird. Necessary? And Judas Scott's just like, oh, he's metrosexual, and I'm just like, wow, why is this? Yeah, there's there's like jokes with that, and I mean, yeah, it's it really does feel like the movie is like you're white, but then it's really about masculinity, but then it doesn't make sense with the casting, and it just doesn't make sense. This, yeah, this is a this is a not fun movie. Like, it's not fun. It's not funny. It doesn't really have anything like interesting to say about anything except that like it's uh, also just like I mean I feel like we've already said this but it's weird that it acts like interracial relationships are like so crazy and new in 2005 <laughs> like I think like I'm like I feel like any like if you have a family and there's like um a good I mean I realize that he only has two daughters but you know extended family there's going to be somebody you're going to have a cousin with like a non-black partner like that's i think i think that what's supposed to be confusing about this movie is one thing because there's a movie that came out around this same time like either a few years after a few years before called something new where sanaa lathan um gets with a white man the the white the white man with the very wild hair from the mentalist the one with just the hair that i'm just like is that real even oh wow like that guy this idea there's this idea that black women do not date white men and i feel like that was what this movie was predicated on but it should have leaned more into that like it would have been interesting if like in the scene with the black women the black women are like oh they're like surprised like that would be interesting because i feel like that's what it was it's like a black a black woman and a white man that rarely ever happens i feel like that yeah. was the pitch. That was the undercurrent, but it was also, like you said, it was never really addressed. It's never really addressed. Like, this idea... Because I do... Like, I mean, in general, like... I don't know. I, I mean, it's really hard to talk about because, like, I am a black woman with a white man. Um, If you didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you would because he's been on the podcast and he's definitely not black. Like, if you listen <laughs> to him... um. And, like, most of the reaction when I started, like, dating, like, not black people, because I've dated, you know, different races, you know, a lot of Latino men, Indian men, you know, whatever. Um, The reaction is usually just, like, amusement and confusion, but it's never, like, anger. It's just, like, (laughs) what you doing? Yeah, (laughs) right, right. And, I mean, that's, that's the attitude. And, you know, exploring that could be really funny it totally could like there are a lot of jokes that could be really funny like that that that's like where i feel like the comedy is just thrown at the wrong spots yeah that would be way more interesting yeah it would be way more interesting like if it was now i'm thinking of it as tiffany haddish what if tiffany haddish was just like look i love this white man like look at he, she would be so great she would this be movie. so into like also, she, her and bernie mac would have been an amazing chemistry oh my god yeah and she'd be like you know he got me into mumford and sons like have you yeah. listened to some mumford and, like that would be hilarious no, that would be so good <laughs> and it's just like yeah like i mean i'm not gonna pretend like if it wasn't for white men i like i wasn't for white men i wouldn't 
wouldn't listen to the Beatles. Like that's one hundred percent true. I would not listen. <laughs> yeah, that's not something that I went to by myself and was just like, oh yeah, I really want to listen to the Beatles. Like yeah, um, <laughs> like so. I mean, there's like there's humor to be derived from that. Like I remember like showing Kyle episodes of Martin. Like that's funny. Like, yeah, absolutely. There's like there are things like there are things like about interracial relationships that are funny and aren't like necessarily like hack or like it's not like the same hack like oh black people and white people but it's like actual cultural stuff that's funny actual actual cultural things like man like you know like i don't know shit about bruce springsteen like that's that's interesting yeah and that's like you can get jokes from that there's just it just it just feels like such a missed opportunity and i wish that there were more movie like i wish there were more movies with interracial relationships that wasn't just like wow it's really oh my gosh they're interracial oh my god like it's gonna (laughs) save the world like it's just like can we just like it's either this very like tumblr swirl vibe where it's like you know (laughs) like we're gonna have mixed babies and fix everything yes or it's like the world this movie where it's like the other side of that where it's like oh no why and how and it's like actually Interracial relationships are, you know, relationships. Um, so they're very different depending on the people right. and, and you can, what your and you racial identities are. But also, yeah, there are cultural things, you know, that you will exchange, and that can be funny. Oh uh, yeah, I remember um, when I was taking a, I was taking a film class on um, like black people in uh, on screen and stuff and everything, um, and. And it was it was really interesting because uh, there was a statistic and I'm not sure how much it was true. They said at the time where Seinfeld was the most popular show for white people, you know, every the most popular show for black people was like the Steve Harvey show, like stuff like that, like like stuff that's like actually really interesting because like it's true. Like I know like so many things about the Steve Harvey show. I don't know shit about Seinfeld because like that was what was on, like that right. was on the TV. Like that's something like this idea that and like, I know all about Seinfeld and I don't like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, so, I don't know that much about the Steve Harvey show. I mean, I've definitely seen it, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean like there's, there's stuff, there's like stuff like I've never seen like more than two episodes of friends. Like there's right. just things like that, that, that can be talked about and there can be fun and there's like cultural gaps and you know, there's like a cultural exchange that happens and it can be really interesting and so i just stuff and like guess who is just like so and boring like where you know <laughs> if it's set in the u.s like this movie obviously is um there's also like where what region are you from and your race like and how that affects culture you know like i'm a white woman who grew up in seattle aj is a black man who grew up in atlanta so there's cultural stuff that's like yes it's racial but it's also like the state we're from and like what what's cultural there and so that exchange adds to it you know and it's like it can be really funny like you know learning and realizing the ways you're ignorant that aren't like you know horrible but like are just silly and cultural can be really funny but this movie doesn't really go there um it just kind of goes to the same punchlines and it it sucks because bernie mac is really funny and it makes him look like really uh boring (laughs) yeah yeah like Like, i resent the fact that it makes even though like there's nothing that can make up for that dinner scene with ashton really there's nothing there's really nothing but even so this movie still makes him look you know like he's trying and you know oh come on he just loves her and he's not really doing anything um 
And I resent that. <laughs> I resent that it puts me in this position where I'm supposed to be mad at Bernie Mac. Yeah, because I don't want to be mad at Bernie Mac. Like, I love Bernie Mac. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, this is... <laughs> This is such a this is such a bad movie. Um and it's also its biggest sin is that it's boring. And like you are and it's so boring that we don't really even need to tell you what happens. There are fights, everybody gets back together, everyone lives happily ever after. Because that's that's how boring movies roll. Like it would be in, what would be interesting is if it didn't end that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's like you know how it's gonna end and yeah, I mean, if they did break up, that would be a different movie. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. that would be. Yeah, it's 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 such a nothing movie. I feel bad that this is maybe the. I think this is the first time that we've mentioned Bernie Mac, and it's for this movie. We will mention him again because he is in Booty Call, I believe, and I believe he is very funny in Booty Call. And yes, we will be covering Booty Call. Yeah. <laughs> um. So don't worry about it. But yeah, this is just. And of course, Ashton's gonna come back because I mean, he's. This is already his second time on the podcast. Oh right, because oh, okay, Killers, right? Killers, yeah, yeah that was pretty recent, and he is done a lot of he's done a lot in the genre a of lot bad of romance. stuff in this genre like he wow wow yeah and I, and I still don't get the appeal of him but it's fine <laughs> it's fine i don't have to i uh, had a crush on him as a teen that's and fair. now that i'm a grown woman you know it's kind of gone but that's fine he's happy with mila so you know yeah uh she's still too good for him but it's fine it's okay I'm not going to be bitter about it. <laughs> not bitter at all. What, what would we suggest as the antidote for this? I've been trying right. to think about that. This is hard. Um, it is. Right, because like something new, I know something new is a movie that a lot of people like. I'm not super into it, but I do think that something new is at least not as corny as this. And also something new has like an economic thing because um it's not just Sanaa Lathan is with a white man. It's with like a white man who is like does not have as much money as her and is not as is not a professional like she is. Yeah. That's, um, that that adds way more to it. And you know I lo I love Sanaa. Like you can't I I met her for the first time this year and I was so nervous. She's so beautiful. I can't like <laughs> I was just like and I had broken glasses when I met her and I felt like so disgusting and then she was just like I love your name. She just like talked about how much she liked my name and like I tried like not to weep because Sanaa Lathan liked my name. Like I can't <laughs> I love her so much. Aww. Uh so yeah, I guess watch that we're probably not going to cover it on the podcast because like i said i'm lukewarm on it but it's also sanaa and like i feel like sanaa needs to be in a really bad movie for us to cover it. like if we watch napoli ever after and do not like it then we might cover that but like i'm gonna leave something new alone so you could watch that yeah people <laughs> it, it'll be better than i uh, guess who oh 100 <laughs> it will a super hard and also uh, something new has mostly black women in it which is a step up from... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we made it. We did this episode. This we happened. Did it. And I don't think we um, messed it up. No, we didn't. So, that's good. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, I hope that you appreciate that we... <laughs> we went here. That we, we, that we did this for you. <laughs> this is a, a labor of love. This is a labor <laughs> of love. Like, we really... Like, this movie was 
like I just dreaded it. And I'm just like, I'm so glad that we're done talking about I it. I dreaded now. it too. <laughs> yeah. I also dreaded it. I was uh, like, oh boy, okay. So please stay hydrated. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash bad romance pod. You should subscribe to the Do Patreon. It. There's tears with exciting rewards we got newsletters oh, we yeah. got we got we got bonus episodes oh yeah we got we got in the smut which are, which is our erotic thriller podcast and yeah we got you a gotta few. catch that you yeah. do you really do because we because it's real fun it is real fun and it's like behind the patreon wall so we can get a little nasty yep exactly <laughs> get a little nasty get a little nasty <laughs> uh i'm jordan searles i'm bronwyn isaac bye bye Yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Uh, yeah, back it up, back it up. Uh, uh, yeah, let's dump this truck. Maybe tomorrow he'll say hello.